Good evening, and welcome back to Mystic Hour, a live podcast about all things mystical and nerdy, right here on Proficiency Bonus. I'm your host, Krista Mystic Water, and each week I will be having some chill roundtable chats with all sorts of awesome people discussing all the geeky fandoms, hobbies, and cultures. But before we begin, I'm going to do some quick shout-outs. First of all, big thanks to our sponsor, Streamlabs. They offer amazing tools for streaming with alerts and applications. Their widgets are really fun and easy to use, so you should definitely go check them out. Thank you, Streamlabs. And also, our other sponsor of the evening is DiceBar, DiceBar.com. If you are interested in getting some dice or some cool D&D merchandise, like some hats or t-shirts, so all sorts of cool, like, rainbow dice and stuff like that, go check them out at DiceBar.com. And if you enter the promo code, the coupon code PROBO, P-R-O-B-O, you can get free expedited shipping. So definitely go check them out at DiceBar.com. Thank you, DiceBar. Tonight we will be speaking to a few lovely ladies that I have been acquainted with, a couple that I've been playing D&D with for over a year, and another lovely lady from the Critical Role fandom. So without further ado, we will start with our part three of the Women in D&D series that we've been playing. And everybody say hi! You are on stream now! Hello. Hello! Hi! So Hi. tonight we have Annie, Bree, and Kit. Got the three letter names. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm just going to go around and get you guys to quickly introduce yourselves and who you are, where you're from. So let's start with Annie. Um, so full name is Annika, but um, Annie, Manny, shortens it, makes it fun. And I am uh, from northern Minnesota, so it's already getting cold up here. But yeah, I am part of Christie's Sunday game. Yay. And next we have Bree. Hi, I'm Bree or Brianna, either one. I live in Virginia and I'm also part of Christie's Sunday group. Yay. And last but not least, we have Kit. Hi, um, my name is Catriel. Kit also works. I live in Maryland. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hence my comments about Wawa and mm-hmm. convenience stores. <laughs> <laughs> but my family is from... I, I lived a bunch of places, so I might just be referring to that. And... I am not part of their existing D&D games. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The odd one out that I pulled from the yes. Critical Role fan club. We were supposed to have another uh, lovely, lo- lovely lady from the Critical Role fan club from Facebook, but she is in the hospital right now. She has pneumonia. No, 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 pneumonia. And she's in the hospital, and she sent me a photo of her with an IV in her, and I'm like, oh, oh. Please, please be healthy. So please feel better, Amanda. I hope you're feeling a little bit better and get well soon. We miss you. And so, don't turn into a gnome. That yeah, would just be... No. Yeah. I mean, it might yeah. not be a bad idea. <laughs> gnomes are good. Gnomes are good. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> I play a gnome, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Gnomes drive me crazy normally if it's not <laughs> any, any playing it. Um, so um, let's start off with just the basics so we all kind of know where we are established here. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, when and how did you get into D&D? So go ahead, maybe Annie first. Um, so... I've only been playing for um, about a year. The game that I play with Christy is actually the like main one that I've played. Um, but I got into it uh, close to two years ago. I actually was listening to the Adventure Zone podcast um, uh, by the McElroys, and 
I was in New Zealand and we didn't have Wi-Fi that often. And my friend's like, hey, there's this really cool podcast that you should listen to. That's like fun. And I know you don't play D&D, but it's cool and funny. And I was like, okay. So I downloaded a bunch and then sort of listened to it as we were traveling around and we didn't have Wi-Fi. So I was like, okay, that's all I have to do. And just fell in love with it. And I'm actually currently re-listening to the, um, their campaign for the third time. Um, but just like that got me into it and I realized like this sounds really fun and is super creative and I want to play this um and so then I just went on wall 20 and sent a thing to our dm and Eric's like yeah sure okay <laughs> and um have been playing for, for about a year since so and really really enjoying it um uh, so our campaign was your first campaign yep holy crap oh. I would have never known yeah, I had so no adorable. idea what I was That's doing. That's so cute! <laughs> I didn't I think, know. I think we started at level five, and I was just like, okay, yeah, cause we, I don't know what that means! Yeah, we were, that's, oh yeah, that's yeah. true, because we had been playing for several months before you guys mm-hmm. joined us, probably like almost six months before you guys joined us, so we were, oh yeah, already at like level five when you joined. Uh, yeah, it's a fun fact, I've never actually played a level one character. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so adorable! <laughs> Okay, well, what about you, Bree? How did how did you when and how did you get into it? Okay, so <laughs> it's really dumb, but I got into D and D because my sister was playing it, and she was playing it with a guy that I had a crush on, and I was like, oh no, she's not going <laughs> to get all the time and attention from him. So I was like, well, I'm going to play just so I can monitor what's going on here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, I love this. This is great. I'm having so much fun. (laughs) And I just kind of fell in love with it from there. And I've been playing it since sixth grade on and off, 3.5 and 5e. Um, But this is the game that I'm in with you guys on Sunday is my first game that I've ever played without my sister. Because then, like, after that, we became, like, D&D friends. We we always played games together. So, yeah. (laughs) That's actually, like, really adorable that it worked out in that way. Yeah, and we both hate the guy now, so it's... (laughs) (laughs) Yes! That's that's wonderful. Women in D&D unite! We don't need no man! (laughs) (laughs) The power of spite compels you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Burning smite. Fifth level. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, kid? When and how did you get into D&D? Okay, so there was an attempt in the late 90s, um, I think probably when I was in 5th or 6th grade, because I had a family friend who played it, uh, her brother played it, um, and this was, I think, when they were moving from 2nd to 3rd edition. Okay. Um, but the problem was, is that I was young, and I was read as a woman, and so I got that bunch of gatekeeping guys mm. trying to t- get out that young girl mm. you know kind of deal mm-hmm. and so i was like okay fine i'll just you know use the source books then or i'll use the character designers and just kind of like make my own shit up so fuck you guys um <laughs> you know i'll take my own ball and go home yeah um so luckily over um I did not play in high school. In university, I started playing again. So, deep into 3.5. Luckily, I was in a 
place where if I didn't have the books, I could just get used ones or, you know, copy, you know, copy paste. Um, and it was actually really fun because at that point, people were a little bit more chill. Mm. Um, so I got into 3.5. I got into some of the related computer games like Neverwinter Nights, um, which runs on modified 3.5. Okay. Um, I got into playing like Planescape Torment, um, which was late '90s based yeah. on eight, based on second edition. Um, but I started like getting into like. Not just the Faerun setting, but like other modules and, and shit. Um, now I've been playing 5th edition mostly since this year, but I've DM'd 5th since June. Oh. Um, both AL, both Adventures League organized play, and the house game I run, which is using the Taldoray setting. Ooh, yes! Um, we're also in Wildmount, so I'm very happy. Because <laughs> um, the book... I, I, I love the Taldoray book, but then you get to Wildmount and it's like, well, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. Have fun. Good luck. Um, and so I'm DMing for about six people, and... Was that the cat? Sorry, Kit. Was no, that that's okay. <laughs> the cat's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Um, the cat might have just taken out their DVD player. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm currently house sitting for a kitten, so that, oh, oh, oh. that's what that is for everyone who has no idea what we're talking about. But Sorry, uh, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> so it's it's my first time DMing a a setting like the Critical Role setting. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's it's a house game, so I'm just pulling in all sorts of stuff. Um. Because I'm the DM, because I can do that. Yeah. Uh, yay, improv! Uh- <laughs> and I'm assuming, like, like for running a game like that, I'm assuming you've, like, watched, like, all of Critical Role, and you kind of have, um, like... I'm holding- actually... I'm, <laughs> I'm actually not caught up. Oh! But I, I still have feels about, um, episode 26 of Campaign 2, though. So, like, I have... Mm. I'm still getting over my Molly feels. Yes. <laughs> fair. Fair. Fair, um, fair. Also because, again, like, I've been playing Tieflings a lot, so I have some feels. Um, but there was, we had a player that had not played D&D ever, and the house game was her first game because she had watched Critical Role. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of am kind of happy about that. Like, oh, of all the games you decided to join, it's me. Great. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean I'm glad, but like... No pressure, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, that's very true, because, like, when I first, like, my first experience with D&D was back in the 90s. My uncle was DMing, but he also, like, really dumbed it down, because we were, like, really young. We were, we were like, Oh, my family actually school. was against D&D. My, my family, my mother was against D&D. Um, my dad, interestingly enough, had played in college, but did not speak of it. Oh. So I didn't find this out until, like, after I'd already left home. And I was just like, man, secret nerd? Like, you could have told me this. Yeah, yeah, where were you in my like, corner? Back me like, up. You should have backed me up. Like, there should have been something there. But it's kind of interesting because, like, because, Ani, you were watching, what was it, The Adventure Zone? Yep. Uh, listening to it. Is listening just, uh, to it. So who's the DM for that one? 
Um, so it's done by the McElroy brothers. Okay. Um, so it's oh, okay. Griffin yeah. McElroy and then um, his two brothers, Justin and Travis, and his dad, Clint, are the people who are playing. Okay. Um, They're wonderful people, by the way. They're so good. They're so wonderful. I just find it interesting, like, that, like, for the most part, most people I talk to, like, most of their first experiences, like, if it's not, like, through family or friends at a really young age, they their first exposure to the game is through people like that, like Matt Mercer or the Malkyrie Brothers, mm-hmm. like yeah, you, have, you um, set the bar high and then you're like, yeah, that's like, really high and you're like, I wanna, I wanna do what they're doing, but you're not gonna get the same experience, well, usually well, yeah. usually, and I kind of see that, um, don't get me wrong I love, a lot of the Critical World fans are amazing, but like especially having been used to playing D&D before, yeah like, look, these guys are trained voice actors. Yeah. They're trained actors doing improv. They know exactly when they have to be on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially, and like, still, on, like, on camera. And it's exactly yeah. it's about being on, on camera versus, You're still like, on. Off, yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, meanwhile, I'm still scheduling games knowing we're going to have at least an hour of just us shitting around. Like, I know. True. <laughs> like, True. <laughs> Like, even if we're really good with voices or improv or, or details or something, like, there's always people that, sort of transitioning from whatever their day was to being on. And it takes most people some time, unless you're an actor or theater, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to, like, I know I, yeah. I gave us, like, a list of topics, but I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit since we're talking about this. Um <laughs> What are your impressions, like, how do you feel like, say, a live game that you have in a very personal setting at home, at the table, is versus, like, say, an online game, like, even if it's not streamed, like, just online on video and audio only versus a live game? Have you guys had experiences versus one or the other? And what are your preferences? What are, like, dislikes, likes? Like, what do you feel like are the, the differences there? I've never oh. played a live game before. Like I... I... Even with, have, the, even with the guy you yeah. liked? No, that was online, too. Oh, damn. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel, I don't want to say I feel old, but I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he lived in a different state than I oh. did. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So you okay. had to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I tried one time to do, like, a real life game at, like, an Adventurers League. Oh, okay, but yeah. But... I walked in and everybody kind of just stared at me. They were like, yep. what is she doing here? Like, yep. what? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that actually got me out of playing D&D for a long time, as I mentioned. The, the gatekeeping, the fact yeah. that it's yeah. like, who are you yeah. and what are you doing in our, like, like bubble? I and also the guy at the front. The testing yeah. oh thing was gosh. a big thing. Yeah. Hmm. The guy at the front desk, like, looked at me and I was like, hey, I'm here to play D&D. And he was like, Really? And I was like, Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm here to play D&D. I want to play 5e, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, Are you sure? And I was like, Okay, I'm leaving. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh. There's, okay, so there's a comics, comic and like tabletop store, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going there for tabletop initially, but it's that kind of store where they have, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's comic trades, and they have tables and like the wizards game, like the, yeah, yeah, Magic yeah. And the Gathering. Yeah, and so I'm there asking about one of the Sandman 
like like you know uh, graphic novels. And this guy like starts giving me like, well, I don't think that exists, and I'm like, no, this particular one did. It was an edition with Yoshitaka Amano, like, and I'm just like, look, I have seen this, I've held it in my hands, I know this exists, like, mm-hmm. don't. Well, but, we only, but because like, you're a woman, yeah. you're like you don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, there's no such. Oh thing. no! It, it even took him like a few minutes just because I came in with a friend of mine. Like, he wouldn't talk to me initially. He talked uh, to my friend. So, me. like, already by this point, I'm like, look, you know. So, but I'm like, okay, look, at, you know, he's gonna check the the system, and he ch- he checks the system, and then he's like, oh, you know, um. And because it's a one-off novel, it's it was the Dream Hunters, which is a very lovely story in in the Sandman series. Um, he then kind of does that testing thing, like, have you actually read the Sandman? <sighs> and I'm just like, look, like I haven't been to that store since. I'm just obviously, like, yeah, no, like fair. I don't care if this is one of the places that has tables for tabletop and stuff. Like, I am not coming back here again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even tell him that. I just walked out. Just yeah, like, no. you kind of did what Breed earlier. Like, okay, never mind then. If you if like, you're gonna okay, like question like, me and yeah. the fact, like the fact that like you even went up there and were asking like I want to play it, like that should be enough. Like that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. to yeah. like test to be like, are you sure? Like, no, I'm just asking you for the fuck of it. Like, of course I'm sure. I'm asking you. Like, yeah. so annoying. <laughs> it was so annoying. I was, was just like, yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm like, I'm asking you if I can play. Like, it's not like I read the sign and was like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Guess I'll play that today. Like, no one walks <laughs> up and is like, hey. I mean, I've seen people do that. Though, though. Like, no, I've seen people do that, though, where, like, they come into the store. This actually happened at a, more recently. Um, different store, obviously. Uh, the store also had Magic the Gathering, Friday Night Magic. Usually, yeah. Yeah. And so the guy walked in and he was like yeah I came here wanting to play magic but like nobody nobody was there yet and he didn't want to just sit around so he ends up in the Adventures League game not playing, not having played D&D before mm-hmm. Wow. and luckily the DM like actually had spare spare sheets spare sheets, yeah. yeah like he had That's spare good. sheets pre-generated characters you just put your name on it kind of deal yeah yeah what are the odds of someone doing that you know yeah true i mean like they have it as a backup just in case but really like no dm is prepared for someone to just walk in never played the game before but like yeah like like, the fact that a dude could do that but a girl can't and not get yeah not really get shit for it and Mm -hmm. a girl is like well are you sure you want to play dnd like Mm. or and and you sometimes still get this of like, oh, you just heard about it from the Adventure Zone. I'm like, are you really giving somebody who wants to play like shit? Like, really? Are we still are we still doing this? Yeah, <laughs> they want to play. Just let them play. Like, just yeah. Just what about you, Annie? Have you had any experience with that, or like live versus online, or just gatekeeping <laughs> so in general? I've played a total of one live game, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I was incredibly sick, so I fell asleep for half. Oh right! Oh right! So, um, <laughs> like, you've told me the story. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess technically that was my first experience with D and D because it was like a week before I started playing with you guys, but I don't really count it because, like I said, I was asleep for half of it. Um, <laughs> And, like, the, the person who was DMing, like, incredibly nice. It was actually, I think the makeup was four girls and two guys. Oh, that's nice. Um, 
but it was nice. it was like the first time any of us had ever played together. A lot of us haven't really ever played at all, and it was just a bunch of people who like we worked together, and so it was just it well, wasn't a super awkward. cohesive group. Yeah, yeah. it's um, always so, like there was one person who's like one of my best friends, and then a bunch of people that I don't really know, and so it was like. Uh, and I'm incredibly sick until I guess, yeah, I fell asleep and they just sort of finished and then woke me up and like, it's time to go. And I'm like, okay. Michael <laughs> Michael in Twitch chat says, I'd love a table of all new players that have never played before. I think that would be a blast. So I think, yeah, I agree. I, I would love yeah. it. Yeah. Like if, if I were it to just, ever. It didn't work well. For yeah, us. true. But I think, because like I'm a player first and foremost, I've DM'd mm-hmm. one, one shot. But I feel like if I were to DM, I'd probably feel less pressure doing with a bunch of people that have never played before. Because <laughs> then I'm like, yeah. if I screw up, they don't know. They don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. and that's actually, I've DM'd a few sessions um, of an online campaign that um, through a, another group that I'm part of, and that it is, it's, it's actually my sister um, who hasn't really played much and then two other people who haven't played um, and one person who sort of pops in now that has played some before and is like, if you need any help, just let me know. But I've had a lot of fun like creating a world and they're all like, we have no idea what we're doing. And I'm like, neither do I. And they're like, yes, yes. <laughs> you know? So um, it's, it's nice because like we don't have any worries about anyone being like a rule lawyer or anything like that because there's like, we don't know the rules. <laughs> it actually, it works out pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a mix in my in my house game um, where you had people that I played maybe like a few times, but not regularly. Um, there's a there's a girl who hasn't hadn't played at all, and then we had like me and my partner who like has been playing since you know they were like ten or something ridiculous, mm. and so it's like well if you need help you know you have somebody you can go to, mm-hmm. but we're playing a house game and so. You know, I'll do what makes sense. Like, don't worry about the rules. <laughs> like, just just talk to me, and, and we're that's cool. What's, and that's what's nice just about five e. And we're cool. Yeah, and that's what's nice about five e. It's very, it's a very flexible version of the system. Like, you, it you can bend the um, rules as needed. Nice. Like, you don't have to like keep uh, to like. There's so many rule lawyers and stuff, but I find like five e is personally made for that for that like introductory level where you don't yeah. have to focus um, on the also, rules so much, especially in the beginning. Well, I also I always went by the rule of any rule can be bent. Yeah, I agree. In, like yeah. if you have a good story and people are having fun, any rule and that's the important thing is people are having yeah. fun. Yeah, for sure. And having played in three point five, um, I do not miss the stat like how the stats work. Um, because yeah. what the hell? Mm-hmm. It was like point. You okay? You so you progressed point five, and it was just like okay. Look, you know, five five e was just like if you're proficient in it, get this. Yep. If you're not it's proficient, way more streamlined you get this. for sure. It's <laughs> it's more streamlined. Um, because like I remember it, playing yeah. back in the nineties, and I think we were playing a d and d or like second edition. Second edition. I, even I can't remember. Worse. Like I can't remember which one he had. I know it was like one of the very first editions, though. And did it was like so did you have much to math. roll for your? Did you have to roll for your class? Uh, no, because he like I said, <laughs> like we were kids, so he let us play oh. who we wanted to play. Like he totally bent the rules for us even back I was then. Just say, yeah. But still, he ended up doing majority of like the math and calculations for us because oh. we didn't know what the hell we were doing. It was way too complicated <laughs> for our little minds to like comprehend. 
But even back then, I was like, this is so hard. Like, the fun part was the RP and, like, finding yeah, the treasure. The yeah, but, like, the when story. it comes to, like, the yeah. battles, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uncle, help me. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Whereas 5e now, like, I pretty much taught myself how to play 5e thanks to Critical It's so Role, easy. Simply it's, by just watching. So yeah. And yeah. also, um, especially because there's the web series that use 5e, um, Adventure Stone Critical Role. Mm. And also, at least in my case, between 3.5 and, and 5e, I also play different systems that were meant for different things. Um, and so D&D was like my baseline, right? Like everybody kind of has an idea. You have your elves, humans, archers, you know, kind of you have your basic idea. Um, you know, I tried playing Shadowrun. Right. Mm. So many D6s. Um, <laughs> yeah. So many D6s. <laughs> All the D6s. <laughs> um, I've, I've tried playing Fate. Uh, I've tried playing... Um, I actually enjoy games like Vampire the Masquerade because I had a really good I group. really want to try that. I've never played it, but I've, I, oh. I really want to try oh. that game. Yeah, talk to me about that later. Oh, we will. <laughs> one of my favorite games. But like... There's different systems that emphasize different things, right? Mm. And certain games, maybe they might flat out say, "This is a game for storytellers." Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. If the stats, if the stats don't make sense to you, then feel free to bend it. Yeah. You know, do what makes sense for the story. And that's why I love Five um, E so much. Five E was really they kind of took all that in mind. Yeah, for sure. Especially yeah. like for like an introductory like first players. Well, speaking of like like your very first time playing D anD D, what was your guys' first impression going into the game, and how has that impression changed till to now? Like, do you remember your very first impression of a game, and do you, like how has that changed? Like, how how do you feel now? Brief. I did not like clerics when I was playing. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so. Part of it was, again, like, my first experiences, because I was the girl of the group. Um, mm. So some of it was that, and some of it was also, like, AD&D. Oh, yeah, and <laughs> oh. oh, there oh. she is. Some of it was also, like, second edition <laughs> and 3.5, just being so weird with the stats. Uh, at least for me at the time. But, yeah. Like... Oh my god, I hated when people were telling me, like, you have to play this because we don't have a healer. Oh! Uh, like, uh, and, like, I just. Yeah, like, I. So, is it fair to say when you, like. <laughs> so, like, did they force you to play the cleric because they didn't have a healer? Um, one group did, and then I couldn't make sense because it was a casting class. Mm -hmm. And this was, like. Back then, yeah. It, Second edition, I'm sitting there going, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> and nobody would explain it to me because they're like, oh, it's, you know, they wanted to kick me out of the table is what, is what was going on. But like, I avoided playing clerics up until this year um, in tabletop. Um, I had characters that like used healing or like they would do other things, but... So you could say, like, like, from the beginning, when you were, like, from turned, the beginning. turned yeah. off by clerics simply because you were forced because they had no healer versus now yeah, like, you're, like, yeah. more open to it. Like, it's one thing if I was interested in the class, right? Right. But, like, 
if you just start out with a new person being like, oh, we don't have this this role, you have to be that role now, mm. then that kind of takes, like, wait, so why am I even creating a character? Yeah, like, it takes the choice even my away from you. It takes, yeah. Yeah, like, it takes the choice, it takes the fun away from you, because like, you, then you don't even get to explore what you might like. It's just right. forcing you um, into the position. Though I did, I did kind of have a, an interval when I was playing MMOs, where I was playing a healer, and I got so salty. I mean, it was- I chose to be a healer, which was fine, but like... I got so salty playing a healer. Healers Just be like, Laura salty. Bailey, I have to waste all my spell slots <laughs> healing you people! Well, actually, in MMOs, it was more like, why is the DPS running into the fire, you idiot? Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?! Yeah! Then it was just like, okay, no, I'm me off. Yeah, like, I, I I've been there, been there, no, done that. Don't, don't do that shit. I was also the DPS that did that shit, so I didn't know any better. <laughs> what about you, Bree? What was your first impression versus now? Of D&D in, uh, in general? Yeah, in general. At first, I was really confused because, like, the, the guy whose game I joined, um... He, it was a homebrew game, and he just went totally left with it. So not only was I trying to learn 3.5 rules, mm. I was oh, trying no. to learn his homebrew rules. Oh. And he had homebrew, like, he was like, we're not using the regular races. I've made my own races. And, like, I was like, this is too much. Like, I don't understand anything that's happening. And I asked him about, uh, doing 5th edition and at the time he was like oh that's for babies it's way too easy like oh. and I was like oh my god I can't oh, handle this wars. <laughs> yeah. oh my oh, goodness wow. so once I finally started playing 5 I was like okay now I get it now it's fun Cause mm. I, like I was just so lost I was like I'm only playing this because of my sister and I liked it I liked the art like the, the role playing part of it but I hated like fights cause his like, fights in that game would go on for like two sessions and I'm just oh, like I'm so tired oh. can we please like get on with the store oh. I'm so tired oh. <laughs> it was just so aggravating but now you know with a actually decent DM <laughs> no shade no tea um uh, uh, it's yes, much more fun like, yeah love it love you well, and, and, and some of that is also like DMs have styles, and so do players, right? True. So, like, and it's about I've finding seen, like a good yeah. combination between like DM and players. Like, if you find yeah. a DM that's not working for you, and vice versa with players, like it's very easy to be like, like no, 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 no offense to you. You're probably a good person and a nice person, but your gaming style just isn't for me. And it's totally fair to just step out if it's not your style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen I've seen groups that are like, we just want to go as far as we can in a dungeon and explore the dungeon fine you have to get yourself a dm <laughs> that does that right <laughs> if you have a dm that really likes story shit and like intrigue and in, you know all that and you're you have a group that is very much let us go hack and slash some right monsters, yeah for sure it's not gonna work mm -hmm. out really well <laughs> Um, or at least it's going to be a lot harder. Because, right? like, our DM, he, I feel like he's got so much, like, political intrigue and stuff. And then our yeah. group has just got so much, like, drama. It's, like, inter-party <laughs> drama. We have so much just, like, we can get there eventually. But we're still dealing with our internal drama first. And he's just like, well, 
there's this stuff you can do, but okay, you're just gonna sit in the tavern and fight yourselves. Okay, have fun. <laughs> and that's what we do to him. About our feelings. As long as, but like, as long as everyone's cool with that, never DM. That's cool with that. It's fine. I mean, he hasn't complained yet. <laughs> we haven't given him a chance. To. And true, we never <laughs> give him a chance to. We just do what we want. Yeah, I was talking to someone and they're like, oh, so like you've been playing for, this was when I'd been playing for like a month or two. And he's like, oh yeah, so you've been playing, like, how have you liked it? I'm like, yeah, I think we've gotten through maybe 48 hours total in game time. Like, and they're just like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we talk a lot. Like, in that same time, we've covered like a year of in game time. I'm like, that doesn't work for us. No, no, it doesn't. Our, our game is literally like the best telenovela ever. Like, <laughs> so much drama like it makes no sense i mean what was the last time we had a proper like encounter battle i don't even remember i think it was the dragon was it the dragon and that was a while ago we jumped those guys uh when maxian jumped out oh so just after the dragon yeah (laughs) gotcha a few sessions where we fought like every session but most of the time we just we we mostly just talked we pretty much just it was very ours is very rp heavy and not like a dungeon crawl at all but what about you, Annie? You, what, what was your like, first impression going in, and like versus like in the beginning versus now? Yeah, so like for me, I definitely so like like with I said, all the I started drama. out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, I started out with the Adventure Zone, which is like it was um, a new GM and um, three people who had never played before, and so pretty much what Griffin did was like. I'm gonna ignore the rules of like you need to have provisions and stuff like that and I'm not gonna make you forage for food and And so like I was like okay this is the style I like I like this sort of very heavy storytelling you know like they get into battles but always seems like has a purpose and they still have time for funny quips and stuff like that and so when I was looking for a game I was really worried that it was like okay now make sure you have enough provisions for these many days of travel and like so I was I was actually really cautious of that when I was looking for my first game and so I think I got incredibly lucky with um with how Eric runs the game because it's not like and if if it takes us like actual time to do traveling it's because we're talking or like something is happening it's not like okay now please role play 20 hours of walking the woods. <laughs> go like and like throw in a random perception check here and there every yeah. like hour of gameplay <laughs> like yeah. oh i guess we should so, do perception i guess yeah maybe yeah yeah and so like i really i really like that how like that for me has just worked out really well as i like that sort of more role play heavy and i love the fact that we have like different um different dramas in our in our group and like they sort of reflect some like current social issues that have been talked about and so we can sort of talk about it in i guess a a safe space very much um, so yeah where it's sort of it's not quite as personal because we're like role-playing through these characters and it just it works so well and it like is a nice time to sort of decompress and i didn't i didn't expect that um because i got into D like right as sort of my depression was getting worse and i just got diagnosed me with a chronic too. illness yeah, and me life, too. life was yeah. not going well and i wasn't like going out and hanging out with people or anything and now like I get really sad whenever we don't have a session on Sunday because I'm like, oh, I no, it's real. It's real. It's, real. it's, it's like, very true. And, that, and so, that outlet is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys are my social interaction. <laughs> yep. Um, and and so like it's just it's become so important to like my life, and I just 
I love it so much. And so I'm, I've lost most of that concern. Like, oh, they're going to make me calculate rations. Like, that yeah, really no, not at all. Yeah. Um, like, talking yeah. about the, the social issues in our group. Like, yes. I, yeah. my character is, like, slightly based off of my sister. Oh. Uh, actually, because I made... Mura, who is my half-orc character for y'all who are listening who don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, people that know. Uh, he, he is trans. He is amazing. He is a flirt. And it's everything my sister isn't. So he's female to ma- male trans, and my sister is male to female trans. Oh. Um, and my sister's asexual. Mura's a hoe. So <laughs> it's, it's like total opposite from her, which she, I told her about it, and she loves. So I just... I'm really close to the character because of that, Aww. and it was really nice to be in a group that kind of understood it, mm-hmm. and it played into the story, which was nice. Oh, I actually had a similar, not not quite similar, um, and it wasn't D&D. So I play different systems, and I was in a game of, um, I think it was, it was a crossover, so it was like Mage the Awakening, I think? It sounds familiar. Um, yeah, so I was playing a mage. But IID is non-binary, and so I was Mm. like, I'm going to play a, you know, male-identified non-binary character. Mm -hmm. Because, fuck it, why not? Like, I just got to that stage in character creation where I'm just like, that sounds cool, I'll just go with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I made it, and, and so... You know, I have this kind of snarky spy character going on. And it's actually kind of neat because the group was like, okay, we haven't played with a non-binary person or character in our groups before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should we just occasionally do pronoun checks? Like, we'll just check in with you as well as a character and we'll just occasionally ask pronouns. And we'll do this around the group, like, just to make sure, hey, you know... This is these are our pronouns. This is our names. Mm-hmm. This are this is our gender today, which sounds really that's silly. Awesome. But like, I don't think that's silly. I I, I love no, that idea because but it's like it sounds kind of like for me it was actually really awesome because I'm just like, oh shit! Like you're talking to a gender fluid person who can you know, some days the character feels more masculine and so yep. they're like, no, he is fine. Just just he like yeah totally cool yeah and the fact that it kind of made them to remember to check in was really awesome and it also translate outside of game because yeah, if, if really they meet did. if they meet a non-binary person out of game they're mm-hmm. gonna be a little bit more conditioned and like just out of habit will then yeah. check in and it was it was really cool because the dm was like yeah i know like because he also knew me outside of game and he was like okay like i know you use they but let's just check in with the characters, and then that way we get like, you know, confirmation of who's who's playing what and mm-hmm. and where people are at. And the fact that we had, and these weren't regular check-ins; these weren't like check-ins right. at the start of every session. Right, but, like, right, right. Every so often. Every so often, yeah. And every so often, they'd find a way, character-wise, to be like, oh, you know. How are, how are you today? And they're like, oh, okay. I, you know, that character's obvious. You know, I, I like it because it it does bring yeah. up the social commentary, especially with our game with Mura when Mura was outed, and our, oh. uh, our Rosham found out that technically mm-hmm. Mura's a girl, 
and he oh. his character, not his purse, like not not Aaron, but his character, yeah. Tom, yeah. just freaked the fuck out on Mura. Is oh. like you lied to me, you broke my trust, and it was like a whole social commentary that's very real in real life. Oh, yeah. that I'm sure is yeah. a very real issue, and we it's dealt just, with it in game. Yeah. It it's was just, it was yeah. so intense and so beyond like it was so real, but yeah. it ah oh, like it was amazing. I was I was I was gonna say like oh man I'm glad that it worked out and that it got worked out like in game in character because I get really like I get really kind of nervous when that comes up. <laughs> um, yeah, like, we all kind of like had a little, like my character had to take his character aside. He's like, look, Mura is oh. Mura, regardless if it's a yeah, he or a yeah. she. Yeah. Like, Mura is Mura. Like, however, yeah, it's and it was Mura. very much a social commentary of what's going on nowadays. Like, that that's that's what yeah. we're dealing with social issues, and we're pl- playing with it in game. And Eric allowed us the freedom to do that. And, yeah. but uh, of course, yeah. at the end of the session, we all checked in and made sure everybody was okay and no feelings were hurt. Oh, yeah. And yeah. everyone also, was, was yeah. felt safe in that environment. Yeah, checking in outside of group and doing things like veils or X card really helps. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, it's great to have that outlet in game where you can work through it. But sometimes, especially when it gets, like, too raw, right? You're like, no, I can't. I'm not in that space right now. Yeah. Um, and it could be anything. It could be, you know, um, gender. It could be, you know, even even characters having relationships. Like, it could bring, bring up go. something. Bring yeah. it around to romance and yeah. DC. Yeah. Bring it in. Because you know you're playing D&D. Like, you know you're playing D&D. You know that shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, you know, and, and sometimes something may come up and you're like, oh shit, like I didn't mean to bring up this really heavy subject, but here we are. Yeah. Um, and it happens, like it happens, like, it happens, and it It happened on our Friday game, like, it happened, (laughs) um, when Mulfin pretty much isolated my character from the other characters and we, like, split the party emotionally because Mulfin oh, did something. And Matthew, the guy who plays Mulfin, felt so bad, he had to check in. He's like, I can't tell if Christy's mad at me or not, or if it's just Callista. I'm like, no, it's just Callista. I, I <laughs> yeah. thought it was brilliant. Christy thought the whole scenario was brilliant, but Callista's pissed. It's fine. You're so, we're, we're good. And we always check in to make sure, like, when something emotional or, like, there's a oh, fight yeah. in party, like, we always check in Please. because you don't want that toxicity level to build. And that's happened in our Sunday yeah. game, not with these li- ladies. It happened with a guy that's already left and toxicity built and it almost forced me to leave the game thankfully he left the game and i didn't have to but it, it's always important to check in because i feel like if you don't check in there could be resentment building and you wouldn't even know if you don't talk well, about not it. not even resentment like it could be resentment or it uncomfortable could be people just feeling uncomfortable yeah, discomfort. discomfort yeah um not being listened to mm-hmm. having a feeling yeah Having that feeling that you're not being listened to, or that, because like emotional bleed over is a like is a thing. It's it's a huge Ooh. thing, um, and you could kind of, yeah. In a lot of games, you kind of have an idea of like, oh, it's the character doing this. It's not me being a jerk, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes they use it as an excuse to be a jerk. Yeah. Oh, it's my character, but really, you just want to be a no, jerk. Like, yeah. No, really, that's yeah. Like, yeah. We all know. Yeah, yeah. 
We all yeah, have like stories. Like, no, we know someone who's done that. Oh yeah. <laughs> in our Sunday game, it's not uncommon for us to spend like two or three hours afterwards just just talking. talking. So yeah. Yeah. just like, oh, I need to go to work. Get up at work at six in the morning. And yeah. It's currently four in the morning. I really <laughs> need to go, go to, to bed. bed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> oh shit, it's two in the morning. I gotta get up at five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love our after session talks because like, so good. It, it's it's so good to like get into the camp character but i also love that no one in our group takes that information back into the game right to use it right like it's always like oh my character made this choice and it's so dumb because such and such and it's like okay but my character doesn't know that so you know yeah i have to figure that out later yeah (laughs) and i love that yeah I love that. And we'll also be like, so wait, what does your character currently think of mine? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Are you, is your character mad at mine right now? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, it was actually my character that did out Mora because oh. it was the first time I'd ever tried drugs. Um, oh, oh, those yeah. are always fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it also, so my character is. Um, a gnomish uh, uh, bard who dresses a male to like sort of travel safely on the road and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like but not necessarily consciously like because now that she'd been in this group like she wasn't thinking oh yes I am still presenting as male people think of me as a male like she just was like oh yeah I'm Yukes that's great whatever and so like this whole thing happened where they went to a bathhouse uh. and Yukes has a giant crush on Ashra Christie's character and you know, she's just actually like, wait a minute, wait, Yukes, you're a girl? What? <laughs> and so then um, they got high for the first time, or well, Yukes was high for the first time. Wasn't, uh, wasn't first my time. first time, wasn't my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a druid, I get high all up, the time. <laughs> yeah. The question um, came up of like, oh, like, so wait, you're a girl? Yeah. Like, that means that there's, like, more girls than guys in our group currently, or there's an even number, and I'm like, oh, no, but, I mean, I mean Mura's also a girl, so, like... Yeah, so I mean, you, like, oh. you outed Mura, and yeah. then I was like, oh, oh, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> and, like, Yukes felt horrible about it, and it's like, and I wanted to make sure with, like, with yeah. things, like... Like I'm sorry, yeah, that okay. <laughs> like that's just sort of like it, that just sort of is how the role play worked out. And it works really well and like fit with the character very well. And like I'm incredibly sorry, but like but that's what happens in real life too. Yeah. Like people get outed yeah. without them even being like you tell someone in confidence, and then like say someone gets drunk or high and it slips out. And <laughs> like uh-huh. conversation because like I've had the amount of times I messed up my own pronouns. Like I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with the thing with with Yukes and Astra too is it was like a wake up call for Astra because Astra had known Yukes this whole time as a male oh. because I rolled a natural one perception because that's what happens. And yeah. so for like the longest time, I was like, oh, Yukes is a guy, and she also had a crush on him because she oh. saw him in her backstory. Turns out, yeah, pulled that backstory bullshit on me. I was like, by the way, Yukes is actually from your backstory. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. So you have this gnome bard that's traveling with you now, and you have a crush on him. Have fun! I was like, great, this is this is great. And so when we go when to the bathhouse, that was so funny. Oh. You were like screaming for like ten minutes. It was, I was so hilarious. He broke yeah. me so hard. He's like, hey, Astra, you recognize this gnome? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> so when we yeah, went to the when bathhouse, I, when I applied for the game, he was like, oh, actually, there's a character who has a gnome bard in their backstory. I'm like, okay. We can we can play into that, sure. Like, and you had no idea what that gnome bard was actually in my backstory. He didn't yep, tell you. Yep. 
Nope. <laughs> you just said there was a mysterious gnome bard yeah. in yep, someone's sounds... backstory, and it was mine. Yep, that's... Yep, that, and so when we go like to the bathhouse, yeah. and I see that, like, wait a minute, you're you got you got boobs <laughs> under there. You, you you're not packing. <laughs> wait, you're wait, you're a girl. Wait, so why did you kiss me that one time then? Wait, what? And so it just like developed so quickly. I'm like, oh, oh my god, so awkward, so awkward. She's so it was, awkward. It was so good. Oh my gosh, no, she's so good, sheltered. It was a good night. It was a good night. But I, I like in terms of that type of romance because like like they still haven't like fully like connected on a romantic level no. because one Ashra <laughs> is very sheltered and naive and doesn't know what to do and the fact that there was a reveal like oh this isn't a guy this is a girl what does that mean for me like what does that make me how do I feel yeah. about that so like now mm-hmm. my character has like this internal struggle of well were my feelings real this whole time are they not real so it's kind of interesting that we get to play like on that social level mm-hmm. that that I'm sure happens in real life all the time I have uh, in my current game and again vaguely based on Taldorain Wildmount, right? Yeah. Um, our group is... Th- the makeup of the group is kind of weird, because, like, no, we don't go in for the bar with the, the gnomes or the, the humans. We have, like, two dragonborn, a two Asimar tiefling, and, like, two drow. Like... Yeah! We're just going hardcore with, like, the weird... I like, <laughs> And... And so, um, and so one of the Asimar is an Asimar cleric who's very sheltered. Um, and so doesn't really know, like, relationships or, like, what to do or, like, exes at all. Yep, yep. Um, (laughs) Like, half of our, half of our. (laughs) That's half of our party. (laughs) We're so, uh, minus Murammer is, like, the only one that's, like, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Barely. Drow are, like, should we tell her? Nah. 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 Even even the guy characters are, like, no, we're not going to tell her. (laughs) (laughs) Let's keep this one sheltered and innocent for a while longer. (laughs) Let's keep this one. Which is funny because, like, at different times, um, the tiefling and the drow, like, have had flings and they've had, you know, they've, you know, the, the joke is that, like, you never know which one of them is sleeping where because they use each other's rooms and, like, and so we get into this thing of not only, like, the telenovel, like, you know, who's dating, who romance issue, but, like, the Asimar cleric especially did not start out liking the tiefling because tieflings ooh tieflings scary ooh, tieflings have horns and a tail and maybe they have a tail but like they look infernal oh no and so there's like this undercurrent of like racism going on yes oh yes and it just kind of like and especially when you bring drow into it, especially mm-hmm. like I have two drows. Like, I know that oh. feel. <laughs> I know that feel. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, oh man. Like with like, our this is pretty loaded. <laughs> with our Sunday game, we have uh, like I think he's a wood elf, right? Maxine's a wood elf. Is that I what he know. is? I think so. Question mark. 
Lip, you're in the chat. You can tell me if you're a wood elf or not. But he's the wood elf is colorblind. So when he sees my drow, he sees a oh. green elf. And so he doesn't understand that drow are not considered like real elves to like high elves and other elves. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. understand the racism. Like his character doesn't understand. He's like, what do you mean? You're you're a green elf. And she's elf. like, yeah. um, I'm purple. What are you talking about? What the fuck? So like, <laughs> like there's like she's got the internal racism. So for her yeah. to meet someone that doesn't understand racism she's like who is this person like this is very strange to meet an elf that does not judge me based <laughs> off my skin color because he can't literally see my skin color <laughs> yeah it, it's um, interesting to play with like that type of thing and he also we also do the social commentary on slaves because he was a former mm-hmm. slave so and yeah. we talk about how that's also a thing that that is dis- that is discussed that <laughs> is not okay and the fact that um yeah elves um, are like had- pretty much slaves for their blood and it's it, it gets really deep into like the social commentary of like society nowadays and that's what i love so much about D mm-hmm. is we get to delve into that in a safe space Right, or through like a fantasy lens. Like you right. don't necessarily have to talk about slavery as such. Right. But you can say like, oh, this sorcerer is having this entire town charm under massive charm spell. Right. Or like you can say, hey, this town is raising zombies for sl- basically slave labor. Slave for, like, labor. Yeah. 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 And again, I ran into that in one of my games where the players encountered a village headed by a necromancer and there were zombies raised as laborers and even the drow was like fuck this shit like they have slaves like i am like that just hit the character's berserk button and like it was actually really fun to see Mm -hmm. because you had that social commentary and yeah it was through a fantasy lens you had it done via magic but still like you can explore that Mm mm-hmm Indian and it's the same Indian. thing with like either romance or just like yeah. uh, gender, mm-hmm. uh, the gender, the the gender discussion. Um, oh just, yeah, like things that are normally uncomfortable and unsafe in like real life settings, and that's why it's so important to do like the after talks, like after sessions, just to check in because like like not everyone's comfortable with romance in D D D. Not everyone's comfortable with dealing with these more heavy topics and and that's okay too like if you're not comfortable with it you just have to say something either if you can't say it to the group say it in privately to a, uh, to the dm mm-hmm. yeah or like, do like a fade to black like. right like oh yeah always do the fade to yeah. black even if you are doing romance and being <laughs> well, like, always, always, <laughs> always do the fade to black <laughs> the fade to black but like always. you don't have to like there's stuff that you can bring up but not necessarily describe in detail exactly um yeah. like i had a Again, my recent session, actually, same game. Um, there was I, I mentioned like medical experiments and mm. like a warehouse. It was very much like Full Metal Alchemist kind of vibe Ooh, that session. Yes. Oh. Where you had like the human experiments. Yeah. Not the girl and the dog. Too soon. No. Oh, too, too soon. Too soon. Too it's always too um, soon. Later on, though, but like you had like the warehouse thirteen, and you had like all these things, and. It was something that we were comfortable like mentioning as like yes you see this this happened mm-hmm. but everybody was like yeah don't go into detail yeah <laughs> like, uh-huh. and it's there it's also important to like before you <laughs> even start a campaign like this is what jj yeah. did for our wednesday group that if there are topics or things that are uncomfortable that you don't want to see in this campaign yeah. message me privately me. and i will yeah. not bring it up 
and that's that's what yeah. we did with the Wednesday camping. Like I'm pretty sure we did it with most of our campaigns. If there's something that you're not comfortable with, let me know right away, and we just won't do it. And that's, that's a, yeah. I think that's a fair yeah. way um, to approach it before you even start. Yeah. Well, if you know yeah. what that limit is, right? Like, and it's well, good I to can, know your boundaries yeah. and limitations. I think for all yeah. players and the DM as well, because what if there's players that are, like, let's say all the players are comfortable with one thing, but the DM isn't? Like, you all have to be on the same page. Yeah, and I actually flat out told them that at the beginning of sessions. I'm like, look, there's stuff that I'm not comfortable with mm-hmm. that I might mention, and then it's just gonna fade to black or just move. If you have something, if I accidentally bring up something where we didn't talk about it and it comes up. Yeah, and you're not comfortable. Yeah, message me privately, mm-hmm. and either we'll do like either we'll talk it over, or we'll private scene, or we'll just be like, okay, we're just this isn't going to come up again. Yep, like we'll mm-hmm. deal with it. Yep, it's or, really interesting. Um, there's a lot because, of boundaries. Continue. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> great. It's actually it's really it's really interesting because in our Sunday group, I remember. Recently, my half-orc character, like, went out into this mostly human city, and people were, like, looking at him oddly, and that's, like, the first time he had ever experienced it, you know? Yeah. Um, since he grew up in a very accepting hometown that was full of, like, half-orcs and humans who were used to half-orcs. So he was just like, you know, why are people not talking to me? Why are people not looking at me? And it was just a strange parallel because it's kind of like the opposite of my life. I'm like, yeah, I know why people like do such such certain things towards me, you know, because as a black female, like Mm -hmm. I've dealt with that kind of stuff in my life before. So it was like interesting to have to play a character that's never been through that, which was kind of freeing in a way because it was like, I don't have to think about people like at, at that time, like in the beginning of the campaign before that happened. I don't have to think about him being worried about people being worried about his race, you know? Yeah. So when that moment came, I was like, oh, he's starting to, to get that real life experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was a that's an interesting turn that's going to take um, in his future games, yeah. um, which is going to be interesting. And like there's certain things that I don't realize are background like not background information but like as I myself move through the world there's certain things that I just know kind of in the background like oh god like as someone who has boobs like I'm aware (laughs) that I have boobs and I know that as I move around like not just in terms of clothing but in terms of like I'm constantly being seen and judged, right? Mm-hmm. Just because of the fact that I have mm-hmm. boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're not allowed in our game store. Get out. You have yeah, boobs. Well, it's not just that, but like even just walking down the street, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yes. There's certain things that, as like as myself, I'm just so used to. I don't think about it unless it comes up because yeah. it's just in the background. It's always on. It's always there. Yeah. It's always mm-hmm. there. Um, and yeah i can't speak to being someone of color but like it's it's background noise in Mm, a lot of ways mm -hmm. like you're just so used to being okay yeah i have you know yeah i have boobs or i have this haircut and i'm gonna disappear because i have this haircut or like because that's a thing that happens Yes, it is. Yeah, I was I was actually telling uh, my Wednesday group after a session how I like we we discussed. I used to live in Japan, but back then I had half blonde, half brown hair, 
And in oh, Japan, God. if you have colored yeah. hair, you are viewed as like a delinquent or a Yankee yeah. or someone that's just below like a yakuza mob boss. Like it's it's considered yeah. like someone you're 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 into shit, like you're into trouble. So I would yeah. have like even though I was like the white person in Japan, like I would I'm used to getting looks because I'm white, but I would also get like the fearfulness of like older generations. They would not sit beside me on the train. They would not stand beside me on the platform. And it they wasn't would, the like, Gaijin bubble. It was the hair. Yeah. It, it was the hair. It had nothing to do with being white because they would st- sit beside another white guy and they'd be fine. Yeah. But they would look at me and be like, nope, and nope the fuck out just because of how you look. And that's something yeah. that it's interesting that we get to delve into with D&D because of all the different races and cultures, because there mm-hmm. is drow, there is the orcs, there is like uh, races with inherently evil tendencies, like, or with like the tieflings, they're viewed as mm-hmm. like a curse because of their devil heritage. Like, it's yeah. interesting, like, even though they're not real races, it, it's very reflective and it's almost like a black mirror to real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even more so when you are playing a game that's not high fantasy, when you're playing right. something rooted more in the re- in the real world, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it could be vampires, it could be, <laughs> but like, I'm I'm actually gonna switch the topic if you guys don't mind, because yeah. we yeah. are running a little late, but whatever, par usual. Um, before we go, I do want to talk to you guys about character creation, as I mentioned before, <laughs> because I need help with character creation. I'd love to know your guys's process on how you guys go about developing and creating characters. Whether do you start with a race and class? Do you start with the personality? Do you start with the backstory? Like, how do you guys flesh out your characters when when you want to create a new one? I love character creation. I have like five or six backup characters <laughs> just that, that I've made because, like, I was bored and I was like, "Oh, I have a great idea." Um, I always start character creation with an image. So I mm. think of like, what do I want this character to portray? What like what do I how do I want this character to come off as? Like I have this one character who I, I haven't even started a, a, a character sheet for, but I already have like a page of notes for him because I based him off of Dionysus, um, oh, not like the, nice. the mod- not like the modern Dionysus, but the Dionysus of uh, yes. Yes. the Bacchae. Yes. So he was like madness inducing. He had like a horde of. Uh, people who had, he had drove, driven mad that were his followers and like all that kind of stuff he had his own cult so like I start with that idea and I'm like how would that like how would that go into a person like what kind of personality would he have and I start with that and then I match the things from D&D mm-hmm. to that like okay well if he likes to drive people mad he'll probably be a spellcaster mm-hmm. or if he you know, is it this supposed to be uh, based off of someone who is a god? Maybe he'll have a noble background. So I always start with, like, a character sample or some type of vision of how I want this person to be added into the game and how their personality will come across. So you, like, start with, like, a snapshot in your head of, like, mm-hmm. a base. Like, I think I think of, like, a scene. Like, if, if my character is in this situation... How would they act? Mm. Like, what would be an interesting take on it that I can morph into a person? It's kind of like I start with that little that little blossom of, hmm, that would be kind of interesting. But that's him. I'm very cute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's my new character. <laughs> what about you, Annie? I think, I think for me, like, so I've, I, I admittedly haven't created a ton of characters. Um, I've created a whole, whole three, um, so I could go into each of them, and it wouldn't take very long. Um, 
And like, Yukes was my first character and was definitely like, oh, I'm going to make the idealized version of myself and that oh, worked out yeah, so that's well. how it starts. Um, that has changed since then. Mm. But um, like that, that was, I think, how a lot of people start. Um, Especially for, for the first time, point, yeah, I agree. Character. Yeah, yeah, it will be like, oh, I want to make the perfect version of myself in some way. Um, my second one, which I haven't actually gotten to use, I created sort of as a, um, well, I can't say too much because I think Aaron might be in chat, but um, <laughs> <laughs> as a character for a one shot that um, he's going to be doing, and I just sort of created um, like a way to play off a character that I knew very specifically um, and to um, work with that. Like, so it started as like, I, here's a situation that I want to be able to create essentially with mm. this character. Okay. Um, and then this one that I'm creating right now, it was, I was like, first I was like, okay, I'm going to think of a race in a class. Right. Didn't come up with anything. I just sort yeah. of scrolled through. I'm like, I have nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing. Um, and then I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do like, and then I came across like um, Changeling and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll like look into that. And so I was like, started to look into other things and, like character traits. And I was like, okay, a backstory kind of fell into my head. And then I just sort of created it from that. Um, so I use like D and D Beyond as inspiration, just sort of scrolling through like character types or races. Not spawn, but, but they should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and so like for me, it's often I'll come up with sort of like a backstory or a an idea, um, and then also yeah, like sort of fill in from fill there. In the spa- like fill in the actually, blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah sort of what about mine. you, Kit? Um, I do something similar where I either think something is funny or I have a really good idea. Um, my tiefling gunslinger was pretty much the sounds really fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and also because at the time, um, this is for the game that I DM'd. Um, at the time, we had a bunch of everybody was level one, and I wanted to make sure that the party could survive. <laughs> 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 so, yes, <laughs> so you give him an NPC party member. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which and then I started liking her. I'm like, actually, because like, she's kind of like the straight man in a comedy. She is neither a man or straight, but um, <laughs> she's kind of that like the person that kind of gives you like the side eye looks, or like the you know the face palms when you know that somebody is really you know gone over it. Um, so I'm I'm really having lots of fun, but. In AL, um, I also play a tiefling, and it was a tiefling paladin. And just the like, combination of, like... Interesting. What would make a tiefling a, a paladin? A paladin, yeah. Yeah, like, to me, that just kind of was an interesting concept, and I kind of filled it in later, especially as um, we were trying to play Ravenloft at the time. We were trying to play Curse of Strahd. Oh, damn. And I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, like, there's damn. There's so much stuff I could go with yeah. this. Yeah. And so some of it was just like interesting concepts mixed with D and D Beyond, <laughs> um, and then some of it is, yeah, I don't really go through like, oh, this race sounds good with this class. Mm-hmm. Um, I look for what would make it interesting, whether it's something like the Tiefling Paladin or like a personality or you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wanted, uh, as a filler character for a con, because I was making up different pre-gen characters, um, 
I made a Kanku bard that their shtick was 80. They, they weren't a cover band. Cute! So, like. That's a cool idea. <laughs> I love that! Just like quote, like, like song lyrics. Yeah, and, uh, specifically, um, the people playing him um, had tons of fun with 80s song lyrics, particularly. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so like, like that's song, adorable. Like, you know, like you know, the Kanku would mark someone as like a target and be like, "Hit me with your best shot." Or oh! something like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was actually lots of fun. Oh, that's but, adorable. Um, I love just that. concepts like that, like yeah, and like fun combinations. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like fun combinations. Yeah, um, they don't always work out mechanically, right? But, but that's another thing too is you don't always have to yeah. make a character that's mechanically sound or like mid-max yeah. to like match your group <laughs> oh definitely Murr is not mechanically sound at all like, <laughs> it does not make sense he's a half orc rogue entertainer like what does that <laughs> it doesn't make sense but it makes sense for him yeah like yeah. you guys who I play with like that makes sense right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just like that's so him. Yeah, because I love matching like the 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 classes and stuff to the personality. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I can understand if you make a personality, but then like, oh, they're like this fun loving dude, and and but they're like a cleric who's like really devoted to the guys. Like, you have to somehow make that work. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You that's, know? Yeah, that's what that's actually what um, like uh, yeah. JJ in our Friday game. He created Anastasius, which is a t- half orc, half tiefling bard. But all of his Ooh. spells are not really combat focused. They're all RP focused, and like he took calm emotions for my character because he knows my character has little patience and she will go from zero to a hundred real quick. So he took <laughs> that spell just for my character, even though that's not really going to help us in a combat situation. And he just did it, like, he did all of his spells, non-combat, just RP, and so he's going to be completely useless in battle, we definitely <laughs> do it, but for RP purposes, because that's what his personality and yeah. as his character is, and I think, I, I love that, actually, like, we yeah, might die, because he's not good. helping us, but at least he's taking charge of his character. Story. Yeah, for yeah. the story, for yeah, sure. For people who really like to get into the story, like, efficiency is less important than, like, adding something to your character that will make them unique or make them stand out or maybe even make them more uh relatable or like even just like day-to-day. useful yeah. day-to-day with the group yes. you know yeah <laughs> yes great the, um the the, the, the uh, tiefling gunslinger i had because again like i had a specific focus for that character um was to keep other characters alive but, um, <laughs> but it wasn't so much that like Oh, this is just this is her purpose in life is just to keep you guys alive. Right. Like there was a sense of um, because the corp, the the people who came in at the very beginning, they hadn't played in. They were fans of Critical Role, but they hadn't played in the setting before. And so I was like, okay, look, um, this character is actually from Taldoray. She's actually from a particular location. She's a gunslinger because she's from this particular area where they do have guns. They do have a rifle corps. Is it Whitestone? Like, <laughs> it was Whitestone. I, I make no, I make no, you know, I, I just, I do not disguise the fact that I like any character that Taliesin yes, plays. Um, but like, it also served as a way for them to connect with the world of, here's these characters that are from Faerun, 
they don't know where the fuck they are. Mm. And so here's this character with a sort of role who has authority where they where they end up guiding them. And like story-wise, that made sense. And so they connect with the world better mm-hmm. instead of just like, and yeah. here's this random fighter that you have to like yeah. find because it didn't seem natural. Like it didn't really, mm. why would that character willingly mm. go with the group that right. early? Right. They don't know each other, you right. know? So going from personality helps a lot better than the strictly function. Yes, I agree. I agree for sure. Yeah, when I first made Ukes, like, again, it was my first character, and so I was talking to our DM, and I'm like, how do you want me to, like, make this? He's like, make it, don't, make don't think of, yeah, don't think of the part. Yeah, 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 don't think of how best can I, like, and so a lot of my, because, like, Ukes' backstory is, like, a single traveler, always alone, kind of fending for herself, does not make any sense spell-wise for, like, a party, like, and so when I yeah. got it, I'm like, Oh dang it! This doesn't work well, and so I. I know when I when I had to play your character, like when I had to like pretty much jagger your character. I'm looking at your spells. I'm like, oh, oh, BB, you could have got this spell. You could have got this spell. But then I realized, like, but before Yukes joined Mm -hmm. us, like these would totally work for Yukes as a person before they joined the party because it's a lot of very like singular spells, like that only affect one person and not. Not anything that's at all useful when I you're know, in a group. I know, I um, know. Because like I play so, bards yeah. too, so I was like, yeah. I was like a little bit judging your like I, I, I'm guilty <laughs> of it. I was judging your your character like your spell choices, and I'm just like, but like that's that's oh. a natural thing, right? But and when, like, but yeah. at the same time, I had to remind myself, like, no, actually, this is very in character for Yukes. This, yeah. this might not be what I would choose as a bard, but like I also chose a bard at level one, so I like went from level one with the party yeah. and developed with the party. And this person's coming in at level five; they don't freaking know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and, and has always thing. been alone, so it's like never had to think about yeah. oh, maybe having a spell that can heal more than one person <laughs> is more effective. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing where, like, as a player, it's very easy to forget. Like, oh, I should, like, optimize for the group. Yeah, but your character doesn't know that. Like, no, your character no. hasn't seen this group before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will say so, for, like, my character, when I built for my Waterdeep campaign, like I said, I, I struggled for a really long time how to create her. And all I knew was her race. I really wanted to try the Eladrin. I've seen uh, another player of mine uh, play an Eladrin, and I like the idea of the seasonal change depending on mood. Yeah. And yeah. so I delved into that, but I played with it with DID, which is Dissociate Identity Disorder, which is like multiple oh. personality disorders. So they essentially have four people living in one body, depending on which season is out. And I gave her, I made her a rogue because that's what my DM, my DM forced me into like a, a class that I've never played before. Oh, and I've no. never played a rogue. I did not want to play a rogue, but he's like, you have to go out of your comfort zone, Christy. You have to try it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so I'll be a rogue. But like... I'm playing this rogue, and each personality has different aspects of a rogue. Like, my spring form is very sneaky and very good at, at thieves' tools. My uh, mm-hmm. autumn form is really good at persuasion and, like, talking out of things. Whereas my summer form is my fighter and is really good at sneak attack. So, like, depending on the situation, each yeah, character... I have different... Yeah. So I'm playing essentially three or four different characters in one person, and it's so oh, difficult, wow. but it's so fun to be able to, like, delve into that side of, like, like mental disorders. Because it's mm-hmm. a real thing, and it's always like, like we've mentioned this last uh, last week on Mystic Hour, but like uh, DID and multiple personalities, it's always 
shown as like an evil thing you'll have an alignment switch you go from good to evil and uh, yeah. at the drop of the hat and i'm like no these are a system working together as one person and they have to be cooperative to live day-to-day life and that's yeah. how i created her is like i had a I had basically came up with the idea with the Aladdin first, and I was like, how can I play with that and make it different? And that's what I did with her. So, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we are going over time, though, guys. Um, if there's any last-minute questions from chat, I'd love to hear them. If there's any last-minute thoughts from you three, you three lovelies, if you have anything you guys want to talk about real quick, probably like five minutes, and then we will wrap it up. Chat, chat, chat. <laughs> yeah, if you guys have any last-minute thoughts on either characters or just anything in general, feel free. Oh, man, just the character creation theory. People get so caught up in it, though. Yeah, for sure. It's it's hard. Like, for me, I think because I have so many characters and I'm in pretty much a campaign every single day of the week except for Thursdays. Like, I think because I have too many characters that coming up with, like, backup characters. One, I'm a little mm. bit superstitious. If I come up with a backup character, one of my characters is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not touch the character yeah. creation until one of them actually dies. But then I'm also scared. Oh. If someone dies, I have a week to come up with a new character. And yeah. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're playing in a game that's heavily play, like there's all that emotional investment too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. oh no. It's only, I'm, I'm kind of scared, but also kind of looking forward to that if it happens in our Sunday group, like how will it affect everything? Uh, I can't even like imagine. I can, like each person in our group plays such a different integral mm-hmm. part. Like mm-hmm. if one of them died, like it would severely affect the group but in so many different ways i can't even imagine what would happen if asher died i've been playing her for over a year no we just fall we'd stop playing (laughs) (laughs) just like no we've talked about this asher is the one that is holding the entire group together so if Mm -hmm. asher dies you all just go your different ways and we have to start a new campaign is that what you're telling me (laughs) yeah Merle would say, take uh, Maxine home and be like, all right, come on, brother, we're leaving. <laughs> and Harris would be depressed and probably, like, go find some drugs and get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Asher told me how to be a drug addict. No, I can't even imagine, because most of my characters I've been playing for over a year, except for Blossom, who I've only played two sessions, like... I don't, I don't even, like, I'm already attached to Blossom. I couldn't imagine her dying so quickly, but she's level so one, she's so squishy. She's, it's a good possibility. <laughs> but, like, Callista, Ashra, Chloe, Azura, and Bubbles, they're all, like, higher level. Bubbles, Bubbles and Ash, uh, Azura are, like, level 13 now. Like, Jeez. if I, if I were to lose them, I would be devastated. I, I've never, like, I, knock on wood, where's my fucking wood? Like, I've never <laughs> lost a character, ever. I've never had dealt with um, character death. I, I have, but, like, I am so scared of one of my characters dying because I've just been playing her for, like, four years. Oh! I'm like, no! Oh, oh that's way longer than me! Damn! Four <laughs> years? It was, it was, that's from a vampire game, and I'm oh. like, oh, shit. Oh, no. I couldn't um, even because, imagine, well, cause, man. Because we had started off in, like, the Dark Ages and, like, medieval times and then, like, kept on playing until we reached modern day with occasional time skips and I'm just like oh man I am so attached to this character like I can't I, I can't like she can't yeah no she can't die now sorry 
and also because when I was playing, I was playing at a time where my depression was really bad. And mm. so, you know, there's going to be a lot of emotional intensity and bleed over, like, if this character dies. Yeah. Which is horrible, yeah. but that's kind of... Yeah. If you invested so much emotion into a character, mm -hmm. you know, that is a thing that happens. I know, like... <sighs> To kind of bring oh. it back to like Talison losing his losing. Oh Molly. yeah. And like I know that like each of them have dealt with character death in season one, but it wasn't true yeah, character but it was death. So unexpected. It was so unexpected though. In season one, they were all high enough level. They just yeah. brought each other back, and they were lucky. They rolled yeah. well. That none of them truly died until the very end with Bax. Spoilers. Yeah. But um. <laughs> but also like that was played out really well. And, 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 it, got to and it was so fleshed fight. out like yeah. like with a story wise. But with Molly, I think because it was so unexpected. Like, yeah. like the rest of the group wasn't even there like right yeah like not yeah. everyone was there to be there mm -hmm. it was so sad and then plus the way that and unfortunately like plus the way that they were so low level yeah plus his class yeah like, you have to hurt and his personality like, oh, and his person yeah. like he would not come back like his character as a person would not want to come back yeah. Like, he was already living on borrowed time, is what Taliesin said, yeah. so, like, it made sense to let him go, but, like, he, Taliesin even said he had to take, like, oh, a full week of just grieving his character, and yeah. he hadn't even mm -hmm. been playing that long. So, like, I couldn't yeah. even imagine, like, he'd only been playing Molly a few months, and he had to take that full week to grieve before he could, like, make a new character. Like, playing a character for a year, or four years, or five years, like, and then having to take time to redo a new character to join the campaign and like grave yourself like I can't even imagine like I'm sure it's going to happen eventually but oh, just the thought like, of it scares me, me. It, it's, it's not even a real person once. but I don't want him yeah. to die it's happened to me once and that was hard because I had to grieve like it was a character that I put so much of myself into mm -hmm. but over time I changed and the character remained flat Mm. And so it got to the point yeah. where I was just like, look, this character probably has to go. This yep. is done. Yep. But, like, I spent, like, not gonna lie, like, I had to take some time and mm. be, like, dealing with it and work through it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, sometimes you, like, yeah. even, if, even if the character doesn't die, I mean, sometimes you just gotta let characters go if they're not meshing yeah. with you in real life. Like, if, like, I've had a character that was way too depressing to play, and I was like, hi, kitty! And I was like, I can't, I can't <laughs> keep playing with it, so... Anyway, yeah. we are like yeah. five minutes away from Critical Role start time, and I would like to watch it. <laughs> so we are going to wrap it up. I would like to say a big thank you to the three of you. I I know we're kind of abruptly cutting off this conversation, and we can talk for more hours if we wanted to, but Critical Role no, kind of has my priority. We ended on Talisman and Molly. <laughs> Talisman and Molly. <laughs> so thank you so much to Annie, Annie, Breen, and Kit. Thank you so much for joining me. It was a very interesting <laughs> conversation that we had, and we didn't even really follow my my topics, but hey, like that's that's fair. It's D&D. We do what we want here. Um, so if there's any last-minute shout-outs or plugs you guys want to do, feel free. Anything? Shout out to Gabriel, who's watching this. He's uh, one of my D&D friends. Hey, Gabriel. Friends. Hi, Aaron. Cutie. Hi, Lip. Hi, fam. Yeah. Hi, hi, Aaron. hi Dale. Aaron, get the one shot. Come on. Yeah. Aaron, get on get it. Get your one shot together, bro. Oh, and oh. there goes that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, big thank you to everyone watching. Chat was pumping, and Twitch is chatting. Love you all. Um, Just a quick... Quick reminder that we have Storm King's Thunder is back again tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We also have Insight Check on Saturdays at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. 
Uh, then we are back again with Two Men Annihilation on Mondays, Wednesday for episode three of Hell or High Water Deep for 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then again next week, we are back again with Mystic Hour. I have no idea who my guests are because I am just running and doing whatever I want. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, one more <laughs> shout out to the sponsor, Dice Bar. DiceBar.com. If, uh, if one of my mods can do the Twitch chat link, that would be appreciated. DiceBar.com for free expedited shipping with the coupon code PROBO, P-R-O-B-O, for free expedited shipping on some awesome dice. Also, if you're interested in supporting the stream and supporting the Mystic Hour show, check out us. Check us out on patreon.com slash Mystic Hour, and you can join our private Discord. So if you're interested in that, go check it out. We would appreciate it. And I think that's about it. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you guys next week and see you tomorrow. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 Bye.